oftentimes we know what we should be doing. We know the things that will make us more healthier, stronger, wiser, creative, and happier. But we fall victim to believing that because we know everything means that that is just the end all. It's the means to the end. Hello, my friends. You're listening to The Simi Anon Show. I'm your host, Simi, and on this podcast, I give you the tools and strategies that you need to live a bigger, happier, and more extraordinary life. Think of each week's episode as an injection of inspiration to propel you forward and create a life beyond your wildest imagination. Now let the class begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to season two of the podcast. If you guys are new here, welcome. You came at the right time because I have totally reinvented the name of this show and the intro. And if you're not new here, you already knew that. Anyways, I am so, so glad you're here. If you're tuning in, welcome. I have taken a hiatus from this podcast, but I am so excited to be back. And honestly, what better way to start off this episode with totally reframing our mindset and getting back into the groove. In this week's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you seven sneaky lies that are literally hindering your potential that I'm literally going to extract out of your subconscious mind and eradicate it and just throw it away so that we're all on the same page. Because if you're not ready for that, then you probably want to tune off. But if you are ready for that, you are in for a treat because I guarantee you after you listen to this episode, your mind is going to expand. You're going to feel rejuvenated. And frankly, it's things that I need to hear as well. So hey, a double-edged sword and we both win. So a lot of the insights I'm going to be sharing with you guys today are coming straight out of my newsletter. So if you guys are not subscribed to that, you guys can go ahead and click the link in my bio. Just add your email in and that's where you guys can get to just connect with me a little bit more. You guys can be up to date about the projects that I'm working on. So you guys get first dibs. There's so many things I'm going to be releasing in like the next upcoming months and I'm so freaking excited. So if you want to be just dialed in, you can go ahead and just drop your email there. I promise you I do not spam you with annoying emails that are just like all over the place. I'm very intentional with it. But with that being said, let's get into this podcast. So before I sat down to record this episode, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I was like, holy shit, I'm coming back after a long time. What the heck can I talk about that's just going to be a bang bang and blow the park away? And then as you guys know, of course, I got overwhelmed. I was like, holy shit, Simi, this is too hard. What am I going to talk about? And then I was on my notes list because this is where I like kind of keep track of all of my creative ideas. Like when I'm on my nature walks, when I'm in my shower, you know, the whole drill. And I came across this one note. Uh, folder and it was called seven sneaky lies that are holding me back mind you I do not remember when I wrote this it was probably at like 1 a.m in the morning when I wake up and I'm like oh this is a good idea let me write this in my notes and then that's kind of what happened and so I read it and I was like wow these actually really really resonate with me right now and it's always those kind of ideas and those profound realizations where I know that if I get this like divine download I need to share it with you guys and that moment I was like yeah we're gonna talk about this today so the first sneaky lie that I want to get into is believing that your intelligence is fixed meaning that you have a certain amount and then that's it but when your mindset is geared towards growth you believe that your abilities and your talents and your skill sets that they can be constantly refined and better 
But the problem is that the majority of us don't even think about whether we're operating in a growth or a fixed mindset. We tend to carry on the same patterns that our family or our friends had. And without even knowing it, it's conditioning ourselves to believe what we're capable of. But with the growth mindset, you believe that you have the ability to improve anything, regardless of your upbringing, regardless of your current circumstances, and regardless of what you've been through. For a very long time, I believed that what I know currently is all I'll know. I believed that my intelligence and my IQ was fixed. Yeah, we go to school, we learn, we're constantly surrounded by information and we're always feeding our minds whether we believe it or or we see it or we're conscious of it or not. But for the majority of my life, when it came to things that challenged me, I did not want to confront it. I was simply intimidated by it. I thought it was maybe too technical, too difficult. And I was like, no, like I'm just not good in math and I'm just never going to try. I remember if you guys know my story, I remember when I was in college and I realized that I didn't want to go to medical school anymore. I kind of intentionally started like self-sabotaging my courses. And I remember I actually literally failed organic chemistry, which is like, one of the most important prerequisite courses that you need in order to get accepted into med school and I remember it was like the second quarter or not the second quarter it was like very close to the beginning of the semester and I was just like intentionally flunking my tests and mind you for the majority of my life I always considered myself to be very ambitious and very smart and I'm sure you guys have too but you know, some for some reason, when it came to science and math, and even before college, those were two subjects that I always identified with being horrible at. And little did I ever realize that I was just programming my identity to be a failure in those classes because I believed that my intelligence in those classes was fixed. Fast forward to literally last year, I remember me and my boyfriend, we went to New York to this event that he was hosting for himself. Like he's really in the crypto NFT space. He's honestly everywhere, but that's like what he loves. And I remember when we went there, it was like an event. It was like with all of these people in the tech industry and like they were really successful and like they were really, really smart, like gone to all Ivy League colleges and schools. They were way older. And I remember when I was with Ryan, I was like, kind of feeling a little bit uncomfortable and I know Ryan doesn't know this like I'm kind of speaking to you guys as if it's like the first time I'm telling you because I'm just remembering it now and I remember there was a moment where I was just hearing them all talk about these concepts that were just so so technical so difficult for me to grasp because like I'm not really I'm not fully educated about that space right I know a little bit but not a lot and I remember just feeling a little bit uncomfortable I remember thinking to myself I was like man like this is just too technical like I'm just never gonna understand how any of this works like what's the point like I'm just gonna consider myself a dumbass and call it a day and just suck it up and now in retrospect when I look at that moment I'm not ashamed but I'm a little bit upset that I thought about it that way because essentially what I was doing was limiting my own potential to think bigger to do bigger and to learn bigger Now, this could go into so many different directions. I mean, maybe there's something that you really want to do in your life, whether that's maybe blowing up your brand, going on social media. Maybe you want to write a book or you want to go on stage or whatever it is, starting that project. 
anything that you do that's outside your comfort zone, that's bigger than your zone of excellence, meaning you're stepping into your zone of genius, it requires you to culminate new skill sets, skill sets that you may not have even considered to want to learn in the first place. If you're growing on social media and you want to start a business or grow your business for that matter, you realize that you need to understand consumer psychology. You need to understand sales. You need to understand persuasion. But if you worked a nine to five throughout your entire life and you never exposed yourself to any of those skill sets, it's very easy to think to yourself, man, I don't know any of this. Like, what's the point? It's going to take me forever to learn. Like, it's just too hard. Let me just give up. And this is what I mean by being in a fixed mindset. We don't realize how much of us live our lives every single day living in this kind of mentality and how it's preventing us from even just transcending forward and trying new things. And it's the reason why we limit ourselves because we feel like it's just too overwhelming that we we identify with the ideal that we were once a certain way who acted a certain way who only knew this much and now when it requires you to step into something that's bigger and beyond yourself maybe it's like writing a book you realize that there's new skills that you have to now acquire so that you can fulfill that dream or that task or that project so what you got to remember is that your intelligence is not only malleable but it's dependent on you being able to cultivate a growth mindset if you don't cultivate a growth mindset you're always going to say to yourself you know I'm not good at writing I'm not good at being on camera I'm not good at speaking you're always going to look at things and believe that it can't be improved but when you switch your narrative to what I'm telling you when it comes to trying to something new you're always going to tell yourself that this is something that you aren't good at yet and this simple reframe in how you're thinking gives you the driver's seat back into your own power reminding yourself that if you don't have a certain skill set yet that doesn't mean you're never going to have it it doesn't mean that your iq is fixed it simply means that you don't have the skill set yet and at that point it's up to you to say how bad do you truly want this how bad do you truly want to be that person that you know you can be if you have the clarity of who that person is what that person needs to learn and who that person needs to become then you have the driver's seat and the power over whether or not you're going to exercise the brain and the capacity for knowledge that you were born to have now the second sneaky lie that you must get rid of now is getting rid of the identity narrative that there's something about you that's fundamentally flawed meaning that you can't expand on your creative potential because you're fundamentally flawed meaning you can't make more money that you already are making right now because you're fundamentally flawed meaning that you can't have the relationship of your dreams because you believe as a person that you're fundamentally flawed. This goes for writing a book. This goes for speaking. Maybe you believe that you can't become a thought leader on camera and on stage because you have suddenly always believed that you are just shy and introverted and lack communication skills. You have to let go of this notion that there's something fundamentally wrong with you because there's nothing wrong with you. And if you have this deep feeling that something is just bad or flawed about you, every time it comes to you just getting a breakthrough to more love, to more abundance, to more success, you're going to grapple with this internal issue every time that comes. Because we all have an inner thermostat. And I think Gay Hendricks talks about this in the book, The Big Leap. He says that when we we have an inner thermostat over how much love, abundance, success, and happiness that we allow into our life. 
And when you surpass your current limit, you're going greater and beyond where you currently are, that thermostat is going to try to regulate you back to your normal setting because it feels unsafe. And there's cognitive dissonance, meaning there's like a mind rattle that occurs when you have two opposing thoughts at the same time, meaning you want to do something, but fundamentally you feel like you're flawed. In order to actually live up to your full potential, you got to let go of that cognitive gap, that cognitive dissonance between those two opposing thoughts that you have. Chances are, if you listen to my podcast and you watch my content, you ideally have a big dream that you want to pursue. You know you're capable of so, so much more. And just like you, you know, I have been through my fair share of times where I believe that there is just something about me that's fundamentally flawed that I'm never going to be able to get to where I want to go. And that has a lot to do with how worthy you feel about what you choose and what you want and what you desire out of your life. If you truly believe that you are worthy and deserving of everything that you desire in your life, you aren't going to succumb to that ideal that you're fundamentally flawed. So whenever I get this like icky feeling where I feel this way when it comes to something that's outside of my comfort zone, I tend to remind myself that this is just my upper limit problem, meaning that I'm going to a new limit in my life and it's going to challenge me and it's going to make me feel uncomfortable. But I don't identify with those feelings anymore like I used to. I used to really, really identify with how I was feeling, forgetting that that's just an inner voice in my head that's rooted in fear and self-doubt and we don't have to listen to that inner voice in our head despite how hard it is because every single human being on this planet regardless of our life circumstances regardless of our upbringing regardless of how much money we have we were all born equal this whole universe was made equal now some people just choose to exercise their potential more than others do now the people who don't doesn't mean that they're fundamentally flawed it just means that they haven't awakened their consciousness yet to realize the depth of their potential that they already innately have. And the moment that you just eradicate this belief that there is just something fundamentally effed up with you, you can let go of any sort of imposter syndrome or any sort of limiting belief that challenges the things that you want to go after in your life. All right, so let's get into the third sneaky lie. And this one is very, very deep. It's very common. I have been a victim of this one. And this sneaky lie is believing that your knowledge is power. We've all heard of this phrase, right? Knowledge is power. The more knowledge you have, the more successful you're going to be. It's usually a reason for learning as if knowledge alone is going to give us the power over our life and our potential. But here's the thing, okay? Knowledge is definitely important. Being curious is so important. The one thing I've always commended about myself and the one thing I know that you guys also have as well is the fact that you're very open-minded and curious. The fact that you spend your day soaking up personal and professional development and listen to this kind of content in the first place proves to me that you are curious and open-minded to become bigger and better and more extraordinary. Now, knowledge is definitely important and you're definitely seeking it. But knowledge is only important when it's accompanied with some sort of action. That is what is required to make that knowledge powerful. Because you can know everything that you need to do in this world. You could have all of the resources. You could have all of the mindset shifts. You could have read all the books, watched all the courses, done all the seminars. And you could literally trick yourself into believing that you know everything. So when you hear something that you've already heard before, a concept that 
that you've heard from many people all over the place, your ego is going to kick in and you're going to be like, yeah, I already know that. Where this becomes dangerous is you believing that because you already know something, it means that you're actually doing something. This is the very tricky part about the self-help personal development space that I see. I don't see a lot of people talking about because it becomes like an addiction to improve yourself. I have fallen victim to this where I was like, okay, I'm going to read all the books, watch all the courses, watch all the YouTube videos. And then when I'd hear someone talking about a concept that I heard from someone else, I was like, oh, they're just like repeating the same shit again. Like I already knew that, but it's things that I am just not exercising within myself. One simple example could be exercising and going to the gym consistently. You already know the impact that has on your serotonin levels, on your creativity, on how you feel about yourself, how you're showing up in your day, your productivity. But are you really exercising that that habit? Are you being consistent even though you know something is good for you? Oftentimes, we know what we should be doing. We know the things that will make us more healthy or stronger, wiser, creative, and happier. But we fall victim to believing that because we know everything means that that is just the end all. It's the means to the end. In this day of age, we have more access to knowledge than we ever have before. We are in the era of knowledge in the digital age where you could learn anything on the swipe of a hand on your phone, on going on YouTube, on coming across courses and books. It has never been easier to learn what you need to learn without a college degree. And as great as that is, it's also really dangerous because it makes it more and more difficult to act because you're in the age of infobesity. And I'm not innocent here. I'm telling you this because I have been a victim of this. And it's probably been the biggest thing that I've had to change in my life to consume less and to integrate more. Alrighty, let's get into the fourth sneaky lie. This one has been one I have struggled with so, so long. I'm finally at the point in my life where I can fully accept who I am and not have to worry about this like I used to, but I am fully conscious and confident, unfortunately, that a lot of you are probably feeling this way right now in your life, and that is the fear of outshining. I remember when I was in college, I was growing my brand on social media. I was creating content and I felt like I was the only one in the world who had this big dream of just being a thought leader. I've been fascinated with personal development from a very young age since I was like 14 or 15. And I remember that for the majority of my life, I really have always felt like an outcast. In school, I felt like I didn't fully belong with the popular girls in school, with the people in general. I almost felt like I was an old soul. And because of that, I realized that one of my biggest wounds was the fear of outshining. When I was in college, showing up on social media, creating YouTube videos, posting TikToks, meanwhile, everyone around me was not doing that. It was so, so hard to be the person that I wanted to be because I was surrounded by people who weren't doing that, who didn't understand it and who didn't care. I remember that on Friday nights and Saturday nights when everyone would go out on the college town and go clubbing and go out, I wanted to stay home, lock myself in my apartment and read books and learn and devour every single thing I could get my hands on because I was so freaking lost. And it's in those moments where you start to think to yourself, man, 
I have this really, really, really insane dream. A dream that seems so big that you wonder if it's even possible. A dream that's so big that you worry if you're just outshining others and you worry about how other people feel about you. I remember when I was like making content, I really didn't have that many followers, right? But I was still showing up. But when it came to like talking about what I was doing around my friends who like knew what I was doing, they could see I was making content back then. I really struggled with kind of just owning up to the idea that I wanted to be a content creator. I thought that I was like too egotistical. I thought they would think I was like crazy. I thought my family, friends and the people around me at home would think that I'm just like out of my mind because it's not common. Like I know you're on social media and you see a bunch of creators and a bunch of entrepreneurs, but like in day day-to-day life you don't come across these people as often as you do unless like you're in a city like where I am like in Miami or New York City or Houston or LA but in your day-to-day life it's not as common to come across people who embrace that kind of big vision because the majority of this world has mental models that are so deeply ingrained into their subconscious mind and it's very hard to reverse these mental models because they're so deeply programmed into us. I was lucky to be able to reverse a lot of these things and do the inner work and heal my inner child and do all of that from a very young age because now I'm able to talk about that with conviction and clarity and confidence but a lot of people aren't able to do that and it's not their fault it's just their things come at the right time for a lot of people but when you're in that stage of expanding your mind to what's capable for you and you actually are now materializing that you're putting in the work and the action you're going to subconsciously have this worry that you're outshining other people where you worry that maybe your friends won't understand what you're doing or they'll think you're crazy and they just will kind of be jealous of you you know it's very common to feel like that and I've been in situations where I've had to let go of those friendships because I knew subconsciously that there was that icky jealousy feeling and I can't be around that you can't be around that if you want to take things seriously that is probably the biggest and the hardest sacrifice that you have to make for yourself. But I'm telling you, it's one of the best things that you can do for yourself because when you let go of the old, you bring in the new. Like I went through a stage where I had like no, no friends. I'm still very selective about the people I let into my life. But the moment I let go of shit that was just weighing me down, I manifested like the best boyfriend in the entire world. I manifested like friends from all over the world that understand me who I feel like I already know face to face as if I've known them forever and that's such a beautiful thing with embracing your authenticity and with being in alignment with who you want to be so if you have this icky feeling where you're worrying about these kind of things I want to remind you that it's totally normal and it's totally okay but I encourage you to not let your potential go to waste because of that because you're going to really really regret that 10-15 years from now when you look back on your life at this age and you knew that this was something you wanted to do and someone who you wanted to be but you worried about what people around you were thinking of you please don't fall for it Alrighty, woo, that was a deep one we're almost there let's get into the fifth sneaky lie now the fifth sneaky lie we need to fully eradicate and get out of our heads is believing that talent is born That being a genius is something that you're born with. There's a book I read a few months ago. It's called The Talent Code. And in this book, the author talks about whether or not talent is innate or whether it can be developed. And he mentioned this quote in the book. And he argued saying that greatness isn't born. It's grown through deep practice, ignition, and master coaching. Anyone can develop a talent so deep that it looks like a genius. 
I think it's very easy, especially in the creative space, to believe that the people who you look up to are just simply talented, that they were just born with it. Maybe you guys look at me and you're like, wow, she is able to speak so easily. Maybe there's things in me that you guys admire. And frankly, there's things I admire in my mentors that I think to myself like, wow, they are so naturally charismatic. They're just so confident and they're just so expressive. Like they must have always been like that. It's very easy to look at other people and this is where the comparison trap comes in where you look at others and you're like, yeah, they were just born with it. Like why bother trying? Like they just have the magic skill and they're just naturally genius and I'm never going to be like that. But this is where I challenge you to reframe the way you're thinking right now. Instead of looking at people and thinking that they're just naturally born with it, I want to remind you of how much work and consistency and time it takes to honing in on your craft before you make it. This goes for business and entrepreneurship. This goes for growing a brand on social media. This goes for getting a hot body, a big butt, and six and six pack abs. This goes for anything that requires long-term diligence and consistency. No one naturally knows everything, my friend. The people People who are the biggest thought leaders in this world today, they started as an amateur. Every professional started as an amateur. Just like me, there was a time in my life where I was literally shit at sitting in front of a camera and speaking. Something that I fell victim to was believing that the world's greatest public speakers that I admire simply have a natural charm and a natural charisma that I simply can have. And I remember when I when I thought this, I was like, wow, Simi, like, why are you thinking this way when intuitively you know that they had to put hours and hours and hours of time into honing their craft and their speech and learning what it takes to develop a captivating talk before they were actually given the accolades and the recognition that they have right now. I remember I watched the Oscars the other day day and I forgot her name she's like ah she's Asian and she got um an Oscar award I forgot her name I'm so sorry guys I hope you know what I'm talking about and I remember in her speech she was like there's no age that's too old like you're always in your prime and I remember I saw this like on a TikTok and I was like damn like that is so so freaking true a lot of us don't see the behind the scenes work that it takes to become and be who that person that we admire is to be because we focus so much on getting to that end result. We want the fruits of our labor to emerge before we even planted it. And I get it. It's so easy to just crave the end result, to get what you want, just come faster to you, that it makes you forget to put in the work, to become better at what you want to do and to enjoy the ride. But for the person who's committed to being the best that they could be at something, whether that's a thought leader, whether that's someone who's just the best at your industry or your career or in your personal life, whatever it is, Your genius and your talents are never something that you're born with. It's something that you have to continuously work through and be consistent with every single day, every single week, every single month. Think about the people who have big YouTube channels, ones with millions of subscribers. And then look at the other people who have a thousand subscribers, 500. I have like 600. I don't really post as often as I wish I would. But it's very easy to look at those big accounts and think, oh, wow, they are just amazing filmmakers. They just speak so captivatingly. Is that even a word? I don't know. They just are so good at what they do. They had it easy. I can't go viral like that. I can't build a brand like that because I'm just not as talented as they are. I don't have the charisma like they do. I'm not as smart as they are. I encourage you to switch that narrative every time your mind jumps to that, okay? 
because I need to remind myself of this too, that genius is not something that we're born with. It's something that we create diligently, consistently, and persistently. The sixth sneaky lie, oh my God, that is so hard to say. The sixth sneaky lie that we need to get rid of ASAP is believing that learning new things is extremely, extremely difficult. I'm going to repeat that again. Learning new things is extremely, extremely difficult. I want to ask you right now, what is something in your life that you're putting off because you're intimidated to learn how to do it? What is something that you really want to do, but you believe that it's too hard to learn how to do it? Take a moment and get clear on that because I'm going to remind you that learning new things is difficult. It requires resilience, it requires an openness, and it requires you to drop your ego to admit to yourself that you don't know everything. Now, it's okay to not know everything, but it's not okay to believe that you can't learn everything. And mind you, I know it's impossible to learn everything in this world, but living your life with the mindset of that you can't learn everything puts you in a victim mentality. It makes you believe that your circumstances are the way they are, that your income, that your IQ, that it's kept, that your brain isn't as malleable as you know it is. As entrepreneurs, as business owners, as creatives, as writers, and people who are students in school who are working towards their degrees and landing great jobs, it requires this resilience of constantly having to learn new concepts, concepts that go beyond our brains, things that are so hard to grasp. But I encourage you to connect with your why, right? If your why is strong enough, then the process of learning new things won't feel like such a burden. Now, mind you, it is going to feel uncomfortable and that uncomfortable feeling is totally okay. It's normal because you're expanding outside of your zone of excellence. But I encourage you to not look at that uncomfortable feeling as something that makes you feel like, wow, like I just can't learn new things. It's just too hard. I feel so uncomfortable because that feeling of discomfort is not a foreign feeling that you shouldn't be feeling. And I know that's common sense, right? It's something that's so obvious, but I think we need to reinforce and remind ourselves of that. Because as people who are ambitious, who want more out of their life, who believe they're destined for something greater and who feel maybe stuck in their current circumstances, in order to get out of that, you have to become a lifelong learner. I think curiosity and being willing to learn outside of the industry you're in, outside of the things that you're interested in, is what actually makes you very multifaceted. It strengthens your own creativity and your own intuition because you're learning and developing opinions for yourself. But you don't do that and you don't get to that place unless you're openly willing to put yourself in a state of discomfort so that you can learn the skill sets that are required for you to manifest and achieve all of the goals that you have for yourself. Let's talk about the example of wanting to become a writer. This example is very relatable for me right now because for the past few months, I've been in the process of really, really doing research, extensive research and writing my book. And it's a project that has been not only intimidating and exhausting, but also so challenging and rewarding at the same time. 
It's a mixed emotional feeling because it's required me to drop this mask of perfectionism and being open to learning how to be a better writer. I always thought I was a good writer, but I remember as I was writing my book, there were days where I would just write maybe one or two paragraphs and then I would get latched on to those two paragraphs and I would find ways to just totally deconstruct it and I thought it was shit and then I would delete it instead of just saying, you know what, I'm going to commit to just writing a page or two every single day and not really worry about how the output turned out. That was something I wish I did sooner because it caused a lot of agony and analysis paralysis and a lot of self-doubt because I didn't believe that I could be a good writer. But at the same time, doing a project like this really challenged me because it forced me to learn what it takes to be a good writer. How to write paragraphs that captivate. What is the art of copywriting? You don't acquire these skills unless you take that first step to do that thing that requires you to learn the skills that you need. So Whatever it is in your life right now that requires you to learn something new, I encourage you to reframe how you're looking at it and don't put this strain of overwhelm on you feeling like learning something new or acquiring a skill set has to be this very difficult process that is gruesome and exhausting. You have to look at it as something that's fun, exciting, and inviting. And this is dependent on how strong your why and your vision is. If you don't have a strong vision behind who you want to be and where you want to go, then naturally you're going to find ways to self-sabotage. You're not going to be consistent with it. You're not going to feel aligned to it. And that is the clarity that you need to decide for yourself because that is a very distinguishing factor. And if it's something you're not in alignment with, then it's okay that you find it hard to learn that specific thing. And I'm a full component that your intuition knows what is right for you and what is wrong for you but it's up to you to listen to that Alrighty, let's get into the seven sneaky lie i'm not gonna lie guys my throat kind of hurts i need to drink some water but i also want to like finish this off and then go home and eat so we're gonna suck it up all right anyways the seven sneaky lie that we're gonna fully get freaking rid of is believing that our mistakes are failures now before your brain jumps to the conclusion where you say i already know that simi it's obvious but let me remind you we need to be reminded more than we are taught and this is one of them your mistakes are never failures the first example that comes to my head is will smith i have no clue why but this is who came to my head those of you who know who will smith is know that last year at the oscars will smith slapped chris rock and it became this whole scandal i don't know why i'm thinking about the oscars and why i'm giving examples about that i don't really like watch the oscars like back to back like very intricately i don't know why i guess we're just gonna roll with it but my point is when he slapped Chris Rock, do you realize the scandal that happened under his name, how everyone attacked him, how he was being slandered? He made a mistake. Now, I don't want to get into the controversy of it. If he's right, if he's wrong, do I love him? Do I hate him? I'm kind of neutral about him. I don't really listen to him anyway. I want to drill in the principle behind this logic. He did something wrong. He made a mistake. Is his life ruined? Is he a failure? No. He's still living life. He's still doing who he wants to do. He's still being who he wants to be. Think about other people like Lady Gaga. Did you guys know that a few years ago, Lady Gaga was doing a performance and then she fell off a piano? Do you realize how freaking embarrassing and how horrible that must have been for her she made a mistake it was unintentional is her whole career is her whole life fallen down the drain hell no 
Another example that really, really calls out my soul is Steve Jobs. I went to Orlando a few weeks ago and me and Ryan watched this whole documentary about Steve Jobs. So he's really been on my mind and I have a few case studies about him in my book, but he's a great example of how mistakes aren't always failures because he has faced so many setbacks and failures throughout his career meaning like he got outed from Apple in 1985 and then he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. He never let any of those setbacks define him. He used his time away from Apple to start another company, which literally became a huge component of Apple's success when they acquired it. And he continuously innovated and developed new products like the iPod, the iPhone, the iPad. And as you guys know, that transformed the entire tech industry. It made Apple one of the most valuable companies in the world. The reason that we admire people like that is because they're willing to take risks, even if they didn't always pay off. And if you look at the people who you admire in your life, chances are you admire them because of the mistakes that they made, because they're more human. You can connect to them more. And this is very, very profound, especially when it comes to building a brand, because a lot of people won't tell you how how important it is to talk more about your setbacks and your failures and your obstacles versus the wins that you've had in your life. If you're a creator, someone who has a brand, someone who wants to grow a brand, no one is going to connect with you. If your entire intention is to share your wins in life, the things that you've acquired, the successes that you've had, to a certain extent, it is important to talk about them because it does help you with your credibility, obviously, but it shouldn't be your number one driving force. And honestly, the people who I see who talk about that more than their actual human element of authenticity and vulnerability kind of give me the heebie-jeebies because it makes me feel like they're operating out of their ego. They want to impress other people. So I know that this point is kind of all over the place like I gave you a few case examples about people and then I'm sharing it from a personal brand standpoint I want to drill in the notion that making mistakes doesn't mean you're a failure making mistakes gives you the wisdom you would much rather be successful after enduring mistakes and hardships than you would if you just had everything given to you on a silver plate you wouldn't know the lessons you wouldn't know how you got there and if you suddenly lost everything that you worked for you wouldn't know how to build it back up but if you had mistakes and setbacks and failures back to back to back to back to back if you fell down so many times and then suddenly you hit a breakthrough in your life if something happens and you lose that you have the wisdom to reverse engineer the success that you built for yourself but if things just happen to you luckily serendipitously magically yeah it's fun in the notion of time but it's not sustainable it's not as respectable and it's not as commendable so don't be afraid of embracing the mistakes that come on the journey of life because you don't learn unless you fall down and you don't fall down unless you start so you have to start and the moment that a mistake hits that you fall back down not only do I know that you're going to get back up but I know that you're not going to let your self-image be determined on these setbacks because I know that you're stronger than that you're smarter than that and you're more aware of the detriments that come with living life like that Alrighty, guys this was a long long episode I'm so proud of you if you stayed throughout the whole conversation I really hope this gave you valuable insight I hope this was a great way to come back and start the podcast with you guys again it was very hard to decide what I really wanted to talk about but this one felt really really cohesive aligned and it really did feel relieving for me as I hope it did for you but if you guys enjoyed this episode I would love if you gave a review on iTunes and Spotify and make sure to click the link in my bio and subscribe to my newsletter 
here so you guys can be up to date and connected with me. But I love you guys so much. Take care and I will see you guys in my next podcast episode. Bye!